Yeah, there he is. The man with the plan. Uh, le, le garçon avec le, le, plan. le plan. Hey, um, let's clap. Oh, you I know what it is. You, op- you opened your window. What, you want to clap? One, two, three. No, really? Dude, that was perfectly synced up. Wow, okay. If it was synced to you, then it's good. Literally, it was the first time in my history of doing this with you that it was like exactly synced up. Wow. That was trippy. Uh, um, well, that's good. That's a good sign. Um, yeah, I, le- I opened my window. Does it look... It looks good. I just it looked like you're, it totally changes the look of the room. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. where are you? I thought it was a big mirror behind you. Um, well, before we go any further, we need to address the elephant in the room. Well, play the theme song. Hey, hey, what's going on? Rob and Rich are the kings of con. All right, now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, okay. There, for anybody listening, this is meaningless. But if you're watching, I want you to understand something. What you're seeing before you was not planned. Not planned at all. And what you're seeing before you, for those listeners at home, uh, uh, if this is during drive time, those of you stuck in traffic, um, Robbie and I are dressed exactly the same. And I, when exactly. I say exactly the same, yeah. I, okay, so what color is your under T-shirt? Let's start there. I mean, it'll probably be, oh my God. Yeah, so we got a dark uh, under T-shirt. Dark under T-shirt, yeah. wow. A charcoal then, gray sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. By the way, both of ours made by uh, high-end uh, <laughs> institutions for which we overpaid. Um, <laughs> totally. Come up to our our, our neatly trimmed beard. Yep. By the way, both, because I know us both well, both augmented by uh, Just for Men. <laughs> like These yep, are not, these yep, are not exactly, our, not our exactly. natural beard colors. Yep, for sure. Because I can tell when you're beard and my beard are consistently kind of one color they've been they've been altered um, oh yeah for sure and then no, you, i went i went all in I'll, we'll come back to that later okay and then you go up you go keep going north and you you know the of the mustache and you see a pair yeah. of glasses and a schnoz that look like we bought them at the same novelty store i mean it really it really is the glasses and the schnoz come together and <laughs> then we're both wearing black stocking caps all, both turned up. Yeah, like, where, where's like your black work, stocking cap from? Like we work on a ship. Um, wow, awkward silence. Maybe I think maybe uh, American Apparel. American Apparel. Okay, uh, mine is uh, again Imogene and Willie, my sort of go-to okay. Nashville, Tennessee brand. Uh-huh. Which people would say is it Imogene? Is it Imogene? I don't know because I only I kind of go in there and I order online and stuff, but I never I know. Think you like, say Imogene. I mean, that's what I would I think you think. say. Imogene. Anyway. And, and it's all capped off, by the way, with, are you wearing Bose headphones? Yes. Yep, you're wearing Bose headphones, I'm wearing Bose headphones, I'm just wearing the silver, he's wearing the black. That's the only, literally the we, only difference. We, we, he, he FaceTimed me because we were going to do this podcast and he was getting coffee, and so he FaceTimed me, and as soon as he answered the phone, I just, I broke into laughter. We, we're dressed exactly the same and we have both have black glasses that were always similar yeah you remember this is the, the this is the two men that one time you when i went to buy glasses for the first time you're like oh yeah go go in here and there's a big big huge rack of glasses and i picked the same exact pair that richard picked. yeah just and i wasn't with him it was just i just no. by by no. pure luck no, we weren't dating at the time <laughs> no we were in a we were in a we were in a, a cooling off period yeah, yeah. um but and then and then now I was walking. I was wearing a down jacket when when we were while I was walking home. 
Yeah. FaceTiming, and I saw Rob. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And I unzip my jacket to reveal my charcoal gray sweatshirt. <laughs> well, there's there's another piece of this puzzle that you're going to like. So hold on a second, Rob. And we're doing we're doing an awful lot of uh, awful lot of visuals mm-hmm. for a podcast. Keep it going, I say. <laughs> a lot, lot of visuals, but so the good people. I'm up, I'm in Vancouver, Canada, right now, directing episode 207 of a CW show called Kung Fu. Check it out on the CW. Uh, great family fun with lots of action, and I've directed a couple of episodes. And this is the third episode I've directed of the show. And a couple of the uh, ladies. I mean, look, you can't you can't go on a set in Vancouver, Canada, without running into some Supernatural crew because Supernatural was on so long that uh-huh. various people came and went. And you sure as heck can't go anywhere without running into Supernatural fans. Well, one of the young ladies. Well, actually, several of the young ladies who run the COVID department and get us our pa- our wristbands every morning and all that stuff, who are just delightful, mm-hmm. uh, they're Supernatural fans. Ah. And so, the fir- they have to, and you have to have lanyards and badges saying what zone you're in so you, they sure. know where you can go on set. It's a new, right. new, new COVID normal, everybody. New right. COVID normal. Right. Um, so, you can't mix with just anybody. No. You gotta, like, like if, you like if you're dealing do. with the cast, they, you have to be approved to be near the mm-hmm. cast and that kind of stuff. So, right. Uh, you so have no more late night bong hits in the, uh, the, camera, the electric truck? Tri- electric yeah the <laughs> camera truck. Um, the uh, so we have these actual ID cards, and last time, you know, or uh, two months ago when I was up here, they said, "Do you want to send us a picture or do you want us just to grab one?" I'm like, "Yeah, just grab one." So they grabbed one, and they. This is actually kind of funny. I lost that one, so I don't have it to show you, but they grabbed this picture of me wearing like a party hat and a feather boa you know something like new year's eve thingy and it okay. looked like a photo booth something or another i don't know i i don't they're like oh it's from your instagram i'm like from my instagram or just instagram in general because i don't recall posting this but whatever it's a super funny photo made for a really funny id because i look ridiculous right okay so i lost that id and um so i said and they but it was me. definitely you in that picture. That yeah, it's definitely you. me. Definitely me. Okay. And they call me back and they're like, what do you think? You want to, uh, do you have that ID still? I'm like, I know it's frustrating. I total, I lost the dumb thing. Um, can you make me another? And they said, yes. Would you like to, would you like to send in a photo? I said, no, no, no. You guys had a great time last time. Please, far be it for me to get in the way. Do your worst. And great. they said, all right. And I arrived to work day one of, of prepping this episode. And this is the ID they made me. Come on, this has got to be a joke. No, well, they did it on purpose. But they know it's me. Yes, they know it's you. They they put a picture of Rob Benedict on my Kung Fu ID. That's hilarious. They're big Supernatural fans, and they listen to the podcast. Oh and my that, god, so. that is so funny. For Wait, anybody who's looking, keep there, there it is. See, there's Zone A. That's our zone, and then there's uh, Rob Benedict. That is so good. Okay, dude, you have to hang on to that. That's a. Uh, we could sell that to the highest bidder. Well, if you ever work on Kung Fu, which I assume at some point you will, I'm going to make sure they give you a picture of me on yours because it's only fair. Oh, for fair. sure. For sure. <laughs> it's only fair. For um, sure. I, it, that, I thought that only was Only one thing clever. keeping that from happen, happening is I'm not on the show. I know, but see if you do a guest spot or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like, look how funny well, that is that they put you on the so ID. That's so funny. And by the so way, funny. at glance, no one would second guess that that was not my ID. <laughs> you know, like, because it's a small photo. Anyway, I thought at first you were going to say that they didn't know that it wasn't you. Oh, no, that was. Well, I did have a moment. Believe me, when they handed it to me, I'm like, you guys are like, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it happens to us so much, you know, um, 
it's getting to the point where I'm answering questions on stage. Think they think I'm you. Yeah, Rob did text me. I think um, I think I even posted on our Patreon site one time an internet uh, a text exchange you and I had about somebody <laughs> yeah. complimenting you on Driven. Yeah. And I made the comment. I'm like, well, I've signed a couple of Loud and Swain CDs, and I ain't, and I don't intend to stop. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I have, and I, it's one of those things where people come, yeah. they'll come up to me like, I love your band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, ma'am. And that's it. It was this this sort of like that's the way it was. Uh, that woman came up to me in Kansas City, I think it was, but she was like, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but I saw it and I loved Driven. And I was like. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Glenn and I Thank worked you. hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, uh, Glenn, I got to see Glenn, you know. I know you had lunch with Glenn. Yeah. You had a celebrity lunch with uh, Glenn. I had a lunch yeah. with Glenn, but I think you, didn't you have two lunches with Glenn? Didn't you get? No. I, you did the first lunch that I had. That was just you. Well, you're, when people. You're rich. It's, it could, I think you could either, Glenn could either say he had lunch with Rob and Rich, or I had two lunches with Rob or two lunches. It, like, no, you know, we, we're interchangeable. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. however he wants to sort it out. Yeah. Hey, there are two things that you need that you haven't watched yet, and I'm mad about it. Okay, let's start. Uh, the Beatles get back. I oh, know you're right. I haven't. I'm going to, but it's just been. It came out while I've been up here directing, so I haven't been able to. I know, but I, I know. Will. Yeah, there's no way that you could have seen. And isn't it, yet. it like and nine hours? It's or, like six hours of yeah. footage. Yeah, it's so great, and I won't say much else because uh, people will say it. But it's definitely worth the the. What Peter Jackson does is incredible, and even as an editor, it's great. Um, I've heard it's just a it's just a it's complete just a brilliant fly on the wall during the breakup, you know. And 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 that footage had been turned into a movie before that I guess felt tonally completely different and and you know yeah so yeah I mean it was only an hour and a half the original version right and this is six hours and there's stuff in there where you're like oh my god there's such real people and you're just right in the middle of it and making some of the best music ever. You know, in rock and roll. Yeah, Beatles music. If if you're out there and you're you're a bit of a music buff, look up the Beatles. D- dig up it. You know, you'll have to do a little searching, but find some Beatles music. You'll be you'll be. I surprised. mean, especially those last two albums, and this and you know, let it be. They're they're practicing those songs, and then they'll start. To, you know, I mean, <laughs> Paul sits down. There's a new one. He kind of had been that he came to him last night, so he wants to just get it down on tape, and he starts playing "Oh, Darling." <laughs> just one, just a quick, just it's in my head, and just, oh, darling, like oh my god, you know, that's awesome. it's exactly like genius happening, and you're watching it. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. What was um, their last album? What was the Beatles' last? album? And then their so the last one that they recorded was Abbey Road, but but Let It Be had so many problems with this vision of the movie and everything else, uh, and they had it. Re- Glenn Johns mixed it, and then they had it. They had it remixed by uh, what's his name who killed his girlfriend or wife? Don was. No, the guy who who's in prison for murder. Who uh, Robert Blake, crazy guy with the crazy hair. Oh, 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 oh. was he? Don was. Uh, uh, Phil Spector. Yes. Yeah. So Phil Spector came in and mi- remixed that. Let it be. And it, anyway, it was delayed. So Abbey Road came out first, and then Let It Be, even though it was recorded before Abbey Road. Oh, interesting. Uh, but a lot of the same songs when they're working on Let It Be, which is what the movie is, they're they're doing songs that wound up on Abbey Road, which they did next. Oh, yeah, trippy. You know, they did it like six months after this in the studio in a- in Abbey Road. Anyway, it's good stuff. And the other thing that you haven't seen yet that I'm mad about is only murders in the building. Oh, I, st- I started. I actually did start that while I was up good. here. I good. started the pilot because I'm I'm excited okay. to see that show. I Just love those Steve Martin two. And well, Martin those two Martin. remind me of me and you so much. Really? They, 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 yeah, because they're old friends, 
and they kind of play the same kind of characters. I mean, you, I think I feel like you're very Steve Martin, you know, and I'm the I'm a little bit more the 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 brunt of the jokes. Kind of that's our comedy, right? Marty Short. Uh, yeah, and and you know, Mar I mean, I'm not even comparing myself to him because he's uh, a genius. Right. But uh, but I'm just I feel like their sensibility is similar to ours, and so this is something I wish we would have written for ourselves in 20 years. I think it's like you could say we're the poor man's Steve Martin and Marty Short, but yeah. I, I think that's an insult to poor men. We're like the completely destitute man's version of Steve Martin because those guys are such geniuses. In that we're in, in that we're two other men. Yeah, in that we're nothing like them. Um, but you also never saw that special they did that I wanted you to see. Yes, I did. I watched that. Did you? On TV. Did you? Once okay. you told me to watch that on Netflix, I watched it. So was it isn't that good? Oh, my God. Well, they're great. I mean, they're so They're great funny. together. And, like, like that's I would love to do that kind of show with you. You know what I mean? Two-man comedy extra, uh, review. Yeah, and then one will go off, and the other one will play a song. And, and then the other, other go off, on, and, and, and then that again, guy will... leaves the other guy. You know what it would yeah. be? Is like, we both come on. I leave. You play a song. I come back on. I leave again. You do a no, juggling No, then I leave and you play a song. Look, only one of us has has put out a solo record. That's not true. You're you're slowly releasing solo music as we is speak. Is it out? Is it out? Yes. You got the record's two, not two out. tracks out. Two singles are out, but the record's not out. Two singles, but date, but looking. They're, they're single. But the but... point is, you have an album out. The point is, you're a solo artist, and so <laughs> I guess I people want to hear you sing your solo songs. I should be in moodier lighting then. You know, more like a Gordon Lightfoot kind of vibe. Do that at the same time. Mm. I'm taking yeah. pictures because Rich and I look, uh, I really look like his stand-in. Early. You should go check in on my family. They'll be glad to see Father home. Totally. Totally. It'll be great because uh, the kids will be like, Daddy, and Machete will be like, can you skip to the grocery store real quick? And uh, <laughs> here's the list and get out of here. <clears throat> um, and then, I, and then I'll be like, you know, it's me, Rob. And she's like, oh yeah, I know. I don't care. So the run to the grocery store. <laughs> um, also, you know, uh, I watched a, I guess it's a, a shorter music documentary, but on Alanis Morissette and Jagged oh, yeah. Little Pill. I saw that. Wow, that was. I mean, good. I didn't see it, but I saw a, a, a thing. I, for I it. was, I was fascinated by that. It reminded me a lot of my youth because that, you know, my my twenties because that's when that album came out and it was like, yeah. I remember it hitting the airways and being a huge deal. Her yeah. story, I knew nothing about. Uh-huh. I, 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 here's what I was reminded of. I was reminded of how much that song, You Ought to Know, knocked me on my heels the first time I heard it. Like, yeah. one of those, just, you know, a handful of songs in your life, when you hear it, you're, like, pulling the car over to go, what is this? That was one of those songs. And then how I would have destroyed my hometown by fire to so much as have a coffee with Alanis Morissette. I thought she was the most intriguing hottest thing i'd ever seen it was she was kind of a badass the lyrics oh of that God. song yeah she was just like 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 the devil in a dress you know she yeah. was just fantastic yeah. and and obviously a lot you know older less creepy rich bait she's you know a, lo a lovely and talented lady but my young man uh vibe was also you know and they, they interview kevin smith a lot in that he's one of the guys they interview in the documentary oh yeah is he friends with her I suppose I, I assume that's the association. Uh -huh. And he was um, also very big in the '90s. Yeah, and I and I and they, he mentions he's like, yeah, you know, her music was one of those music's where like the, one of those types of music where even though it was a gal singing about honestly about her experience, like dudes related, she just was able right. to write songs that you're like, I get it. Right. You know, wasn't didn't she go to uh, Woodstock '99? I feel like she was in Woodstock '99, which was a debacle of a of a music festival. I don't know anything oh. about Woodstock '99. Woodstock '99. They've done a. There's a documentary about that. They, they basically, you know, 
Woodstock 69 was like peace and love and Woodstock 99 was nothing but it was like people uh got killed and and raped and, and really? there was crime it was crazy there was this it rained and then they they tore down like parts of the stage and were throwing mud it was limp biscuit it was everything that was wrong with the 90s kind of gathered in 99 and for this Woodstock. You know, I did see a, an advertisement for that documentary, yeah. but I was not aware that it had gone so like it, it wasn't the Fry Festival or something or Fire Festival. What do you call that? That no, thing? no, no. It wasn't like that. It was. I mean, the the festival happened. It just there was all this. It was just mayhem. It was mayhem in a bad way. Wow. And uh, and the, you know the, the the headliner was like Limp Biscuit. It was that that part of the nineties which I never of, liked. Yeah, that's not exactly Joni Mitchell or Teddy. And it's this weird, just like you know, aggro white dude. And uh, I guess Teddy Pendergrass wasn't at Woodstock. Well, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, Sly and the Family Stone. No, Sly who's Stone? the guy who did like "Here Comes the Sun"? Like that cool George acoustic, Harrison, cool acoustic version. Oh gosh. Oh, no. um, Harry Chapin know. Carpenter, Mary Chapin Carpenter. No, I'm gonna look it up because um, anyway. So I uh, mamas seen and the I papas. Agree. You should you should watch the. Um, Alanis Morissette. The one. Alanis it's Morissette. also to watch it? her meteoric rise, dude. The album comes out. First of all. One thing I hate about documentaries, all documentaries, probably not yeah, the Beatles one because say. it's six hours, yeah. but literally they go, she had a bit of a pop career, Alanis Morissette, in, yeah, yeah, in Toronto, right. which I was not aware of. And she was a, she was a Nickelodeon star, wasn't right. she? Right, so Nickelodeon star, star and then a pop, bit of a, like a Tiffany-esque pop sensation uh, in Toronto. Okay. And then she she flies, out, she gets dropped by MCA, her label of doing pop, and she's trying to do these, uh, you know, so she flies to L.A., and meets with all these songwriters. And I'm all like, well, how did you fly to L.A. and meet all these songwriters? Like, I, I, I still wish Dots would be connected. Right. Inevitably, a documentary would be like, Bob was broke. But then when he made a million dollars, you're like, wait a minute. How did he totally, make the million totally. dollars? Like, what did yeah. that? So yeah. somehow she ends up, you know, in the writing room of Glenn Ballard, famous writer, songwriter. So, yeah, right. And they, and they wrote the whole album together, eight songs in eight days, and that was it. But Crazy. But I never figured out how they got there. Like how did she? Like I would love to that those dots to be connected, and then they talk nothing about the recording of the album, and you and I both oh. know that that's a massive. It's, it's not like only you, thing wrote, I care you about. wrote great songs, yeah, and then, the and then now you're on tour. Like the recording of the album is a complete crapshoot. Meaning like you, yeah, you, you have a bad arranger, you got a right. terrible album. Like yeah, it was she's walking in, in with bottle. acoustic and piano songs, and right. out comes the out come these songs that are phenomenal. Yeah. I would love to know. Who are the musicians on that album? How did they right. record that album? Where's where's right. that story? I really right, thought right. it was because Flea plays on "You Ought to Know," and I'm like, right. well, how did you get Flea? That's not like an indie. That's not right. Yeah, you know, Maverick that, signed them, so they were. Signed and that's them. what you're talking about. Those documentaries are like, yeah. And then we got in there, and then Flea ended up playing bass. Just like, whoa, 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 back up. Yeah, you Who were, did what? You how? were a barista a week before. Now Flea's playing bass. How did that happen? You know what but, I mean? But in spite of that, you still liked the documentary. Yes, because it it. It focuses on the tour. Like it go, it goes from like uh, how she got it to this tour, and I'm she they don't carried mention... a camera with her, so there's a ton of footage. Ah, uh, that's basically what it's around. And and the fact that it and and is it Tyler or Taylor? But the the drummer for Foo Fighters was her drummer. Yeah, Taylor. She had this cool like bunch of young. Oh yeah, guys. he played he played drums. Yeah, on the tour. So right. there's all these people who are like, and it's just they start the tour at the whiskey. Right, and eighteen months later, they're playing ninety thousand people at a music festival. You know what I mean? Like it, it, wow. their meteoric rise happened on tour. Like it was, wow. it, you know, I think they quote him as saying, "Like it just went nuclear." They're playing 
a sold out. You know, K Rock took their song, started playing it, radio station in LA. Yeah. So they sold out the whiskey easily. It'd been out for like two weeks. The song had been out for a week or two weeks, and they uh-huh. sold out the whiskey. And then it just went boop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. So, um, trippy. Norton has a really good friend named Blair Sinta, uh, who was a drummer with him in college, another drum major. And uh, he produced some early Loudon Swain songs. Anyway, Blair uh, replaced Taylor on that band. Oh, my toured gosh. With, toured with Alanis for years. Yeah. But I got, I got to check that out. That, That's that got to be amazing. cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, she was, I mean, her next couple albums were also massive hits. You know what I mean? Like, once she was yeah. up there, she stayed up there. Yeah. Did you like uh, Fiona Apple? Oh, I thought Fiona Apple was phenomenal. That, I, I have her amazing. first album. I never. That first album is amazing. Yeah, I didn't really keep going back to the well album, so much. The second album, has, the one that has a really long title, that's that's pretty good. It's got a couple song paper bag on that album that's great. But that first album, it's kind of like, like Jagged Little Pill. It's just, it's just lightning in a bottle. You know what? You, like every song is good. Yeah, I know. I love that. Uh, the um, the thing that I was also moved me by the Alanis Morissette is they're they're interviewing her currently now she's a married mother of three and just seems as normal as the day is long and she and you you hear in her storytelling how she was and she does not go into detail and I don't think that's even the point but she was definitely abused during her young pop years as you know by by and i don't mean abuse like financially i mean like alanis was yeah inappropriate things happened grown men who are her Ugh, trusted fuck. confidants like producers and managers took advantage of her uh her youth and her uh you know immaturity Ugh. and naive- naivete and so she found herself in situations she was not happy about, and and you know what? You see a grown woman who's my age or maybe just slightly younger, still carries the weight of that, and it's like, fuck, that sucks. You know what I that mean? Does like, suck, yeah. guys are such creepos. Like, you, and she was like, I was fifteen years old. She's fifteen. She's Steve's age. She's Audrey's age, and she's getting, oh my god, you know, sexually mistreated by these guys. That's before stuff. Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, that's when she was a Toronto pop star. That's wow. what led. That's what led to the angry Alanis Morissette that right. we then receive right. and she's right. uh, that's why it's worth watching for anybody out there whether you're a music lover or not i mean she talks about like she, she there's a quote that's great they use it in the trailer she's like people are like oh how are you so empowered and she's like i couldn't have written the songs without having without having been disempowered right, like right. it's the fact that i i wanted the power back right you know right personal wow. pain is such a bitch man i mean i know it's yeah. used to to drive a lot of art and we and we an audience benefit from people who learn to take their pain and put it into a format that that relates to the masses or even not even the masses but some people a painting a poem uh, a, a a a song a play a movie but something more accessible like music and that kind of thing and they do it and that's and sometimes we we gain and we glean and we enjoy but we never really stop to think about the broken bricks that had to be mended together to build that house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, that's it's some of the greatest art comes from pain. I know it's a shame. And like it, it's, I'm just saying, like it's, what it's a, a shame. But at the same b- time, it's you know, it's bitter it's therapy. Trade-off. It's therapy. You know, it is therapy. You know what I'm saying? It's great for the artist to have that. It's a shame that it has to get there. It's a shame yeah. that that's the journey. You know? Yeah. Are you about to do a hit of weed? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm burning a. Incense stick. Why are you randomly in the middle of this 
podcast burning an incense stick. Did you fart? No, man. It just smells good. What kind of conservative are you? Okay, this this is where, like, don't let the outfits fool you. Robbie's, like, hippie guru. He's probably wearing dolphin shorts and barefoot. And then, like, you know, like, like this is where Robbie goes, Robbie goes left, I go right. Well, it's we're both dressed like people could say you you look like a couple of aging hi- hipsters. Correct, but that's only but because we're Rich aging is actually hipsters. dressed this way because he actually does work on a fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference between us. Actually, I'm, I'm listening to records and burning incense. Rich has got a, a fresh batch. He's got to go pull from the, the yeah, nets I, later I, today. I gotta go. I gotta go clamming. And Robbie, uh, <laughs> Robbie's working on a one man uh, musical called Gone Clamming. Exactly. <laughs> that he's doing in a black box theater. <laughs> With famous choreographer Don Clemens. You're like, Don Clemens. <laughs> you know how I like uh, ba- funny band names? Robbie and I have a fun- couple of fun band names to share with you guys, by the way. Robbie and I are probably going to start a band, so we would bat oh, around yeah. band names. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with a guy named Ed Lambs. And, for you know, I- I've always loved... <laughs> Goofy 1950s style band names. You know that. That's where I came up with Elastic Waistband and mm-hmm. Hank Plank yeah. and the Two by Fours. Right, right. Um, and we used to always joke that he would start a band, even though he was not a musician at Lambs, but he was from the UK. He was a he was lived, went to my school in Nashville, but he was from okay. uh, the, uh, England, and so he had an accent. So he was like, "Oh, you got to be in a band." So we figured he'd start a band called Ed Lambs and the Clams. <laughs> and I was in a band in high school, and, we, and the joke, even though poor Ed Lambs, nicest guy in the world. Never did anything to be a part of this joke, but exist on the planet. Uh-huh. But he was like, we're "Like, oh yeah, we we are, are we're going to go to this bar. You know, we, we would play these underage bars. Not underage bars. Yeah, like underage bars where it's legal to play. You know, we were 15, 16, but we'd be the band at a bar that was for eighteen and unders. You know what I mean? In uh-huh. Nashville, and we were like, oh, I bet Ed Lambs and the, and the Clams probably come scope us out. And we always thought that it'd be like Ed Lambs, and he'd have a shirt that says Ed." And then the other guys in the band would each have a shirt that says clam. <laughs> so for whatever reason, they each are wearing a shirt like clam, clam. So they, and they come yeah, stand in the right. back and just look all, all, all ominous. <laughs> I got a good one for you. Ed Lambs, we were all auditioning for a play at Harpeth Hall, the girls' school uh, associated with the boys' school I attended. And Ed Lambs was on stage doing his audition, and the teacher was like, stop, stop, stop. Um, do it without the fake British accent. Oh, no way. And Ed was British. So, oh my God, that's like, hilarious! Um, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> what British uh, accents you've been hearing lately, ma'am, but that's, that's a real hilarious. Yeah. Um, wait, uh, Ed Lambs, Ed Lambs, and the Shepherds, which would also work. Ed Lambs like, and the what? Shepherds, because L A M B S. But that's no alliteration. That's see, that's where you and I do not come. We do not. We're not drawn to the same band names. For example. Rob pitched a band name to me. We're trying to think of no, a... no, 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 no. You lying <laughs> second turd. You want me start to start with, with mine? Well, start uh, okay. with how the text. Read the texts. How I got. They it. Are... I got it right here. I'm gonna read it. So I out of nowhere. I came out of nowhere. I came up with a great name for a for a a, a band. Apropos I, of nothing, we hadn't spoken. Apropos in a couple of two of days. guys who love great band names. So it's like. First of all, Rob acts like when I text him, if I don't warm it up with a handwritten note in advance saying, thou shalt be receiving a text in a few moments, then I've breached some weird Benedict protocol. Texts are random thoughts that come out. You, know, you just want to put them down now. I got an idea. I want to put it down. Sure. So I don't forget it. That's right. So that Sometimes he texts me names of movies. Yeah. That, and they're movies he wants to remember that we should see. Right. 
not necessarily together. So I'm like his 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 note. You're app. a notepad. You're you're my mm-hmm. post-it note. Mm-hmm. Um, so I text him. Um, a name that I thought would be a great band name. Now, obviously, these are works in progress, so nobody freak mm-hmm. out. This is probably mm-hmm. not what the band will be called, but this mm-hmm. is an idea. And uh-huh. from from ideas come other ideas. So I just mm-hmm. threw this out. There. Hashtag not safe for work, by the way. Yeah, not safe for work. Not safe for the kids. Not safe for you. If, if anybody listening to this podcast, stop it now. <laughs> stop Stop listening. And then never hear this part. So I thought this would be great. Bloated Bobbo and the Substantial Poops. That's not, was that what the first one was? Yeah. Bloated Bobbo okay. and the Substantial Poops. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it's that's good. great. Yeah. Bloated Bobbo and the Substantial Poops. I, mm-hmm. That's a band I'd probably not mm-hmm. go see, but enjoy the name of, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Rob came back with, I think, very little effort, kind of dismissively texted mm-hmm. me, Reach Around Rich and the Handjobs. Now, come on. I think that is a classic. And, and, and you know what? Fuck you. I, I didn't know we were getting criticized. Well, no, just so you know. For our humor. But no, no, wasn't that? Funny. I, I That's said, good. And, and what I said, what did I say at the beginning? I said, these are ideas, right? So I thought, I was like, okay. We're brainstorming. Yeah, at first, when you put that down, I'm like, oh, Rob's not taking this seriously. But then I realized, <laughs> oh, there, there actually might be, they might, there might be something here. And so then I went to, oh, Robbie, how about Randy Rich and the Reach Arounds? And I thought that was, Good. It was a, it a, little, a little, yeah. I took your idea. I took your idea, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I just said, "Well, let's workshop it." Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, sure. I, and, and by the way, just to remind people, I didn't know we were doing a thing. <laughs> 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 I'm minding my own business. You got and you, of, and then, and then what? Keep you got reading. a bunch of bands going. I already has a bunch of bands. You know, As other people want to start bands. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to. You know, get your permission, sire. <laughs> and then, and, and then, then we went. To, and then was, he says, "I like the alliteration." Yeah, I like the alliteration. Just so I know, that's why he gave that rewrite. <laughs> right. And then, and then he throws out, "Reaching rich in the rim jobs." Yeah, it was wrong. It was a mist. It was a mist. It was supposed to be. You and see then the he office. redid that. Yeah. I mean, reach around rich and the rim jobs. Like, your, again, which, I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy my dinner. Yeah, I'm like having salad Rob's with like, my mom. Rob's like, I'm having coffee with my pastor. And <laughs> like, you're not. What are you doing? You're like sitting around doing some, some weird artsy thing. This is and exactly then, uh, your just, wheelhouse. Just as my mom and I ordered dessert, <laughs> I get this one: Harry Hardon and the Happy Endings. And that's when <laughs> I asked for the check. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's I just a, said, I said, all solid choices. Now all we need is a band. Right, and that's and that's why we're here on the podcast to announce that Rob and I are starting a band, <laughs> and called. it's going to be called one of those things. <laughs> What's your favorite? I would not. I would write I in and what, let us know. Yeah, Harry Hardon and the Happy Endings. No, that's a no. I love it, but I don't think that's a good band. I still like. That. I still like Bloated Bobo and the Substantial Poops, which, by the way, I know doesn't reflect. You're like, well, I got to be Bloated Bobo, Bloated Bobo. Yeah, but that leaves me as a poop. You know what I mean? So like, I'm willing to take one for the team. I just, I just, uh, I don't know. It feels like uh, too real. You know what I mean? Too on the nose. Too on the nose. <laughs> it's just it's it hits home. It's uh, too soon. <laughs> that, makes, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it it was a genuine. Every now and then, Robbie and I have a text chain that genuinely makes me laugh, and that's one of them. Um, um, anyway, so yes, uh, let it, callers, let us know which one you like. Your choices are. We should put this up on Patreon just to have sure. people choose. Sure. Uh, it'll be bloated Bobo and the substantial poops. Uh-huh. Uh, Randy Rich and the reach arounds. Mm-hmm. Reach around Rich and the rim jobs. <laughs> Very hard on the happy endings. <laughs> 
Uh, vote for your fave. <laughs> By the way, no write-ins. No write-ins. It has to be one of those. One of our younger people. Uh, Sorry. To the show. You have a lot of lot of questions from mommy and daddy. I think it's a great conversation starter. Uh, and ender. Um. Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a great conversation starter, plus this will be the last time you're allowed to listen to the podcast. It's a great conversation starter slash evidence in court. <laughs> um, well, Robbie, I think, uh, are you good to keep chatting? I mean, you, you I, have, I have to pick up my daughter, and I'm, uh, I'm already late, but we're having such a good time, it's a shame to have to call it. But, I know. Uh, we wanted to get something down. We wanted uh, to get something down I, on wax. I didn't, t- I didn't tell you about my uh, dying beard story. Oh, you told me your dying beard story. Um, not that my beard has died. It's very much alive, but uh, I, I had it dyed with color. Yesterday I went into the, to the lady who, who, does, who cuts my hair, who I love so much, and, uh, and she, she's awesome at what she does, and I just trust her. Sometimes I'll just be like, Wait, just do whatever. I don't care, you know. Um, and she, I was like, I throw a little color in there this time. She's like, yeah? And I was like, yeah, why not? It's Christmas. I got nothing coming up. If it's bad, whatever. I, I hibernate. Right. And nobody sees me. And, you know, I'm not going to be acting in anything. That's the key. It's like I don't want to be too wacky. Anyway, it's nothing major, but we, we I got my hair colored for the first time professionally. I've never – well, I, I, I've got a, I, I got a colored – I got a, uh, like, platinum blonde for a play I was in 25 years ago. Um, Let's see. Got a, so you got colored anyway, hair right now? It, yeah, but it's not – it's not. It's like kind of blondy on top. You're backlit, so I can't tell. Close the window yeah. for a second. Oh, there you go. There. Oh, yeah, it is lighter on top. Yeah, it's it's. I think when it washes out a little bit, it'll be cool. Right now, it's a bit boy bandy. Yeah, it's a, it's I, or a bit I, I boy bandy. You kind of look like uh, a guy whose son is in a boy band, and you're his manager. And since you travel with him, you started feeling like shit. My marriage blew up because I'm on the road. I guess I'll dye my hair like my son's and see if I can get some of this, you know, so pick, up saying, some of the, pick up some of the moms and the fans. So you're saying I look like a midlife crisis. Well, I guess a simpler way of saying that. But, I, yeah, but I do I think, think, I think yeah, it's not that. It's that you said, ba- like, boy band. I'm like, I think it's the dad of a boy band. Or, or, like, I was in a boy band back in the 90s. Right. And sometimes we still go on tour, you know. You look like Lance somebody. Yeah, I do look like a Lance uh, Lance Bass, Lance Bass's buddy. It doesn't. It doesn't look like. It doesn't look bad. It just looks different. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't. It, you know what? You know what? It, what it, she did a great job. Uh, Jesse Ray, uh, she's awesome, and she did an awesome job. I I just don't know if I need it. Right. But it was a, It was nice to uh, fun. And so while she was there, she slapped up some on my my beard, which actually that came out really well. Yeah, she didn't do that blonde. No. Which means you know. <laughs> Your curtains, your curtains don't match your carpet, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> it looks blonder on camera right now. It looks pretty darn blonde. I, I, I never, I didn't even notice that because we're too busy looking exactly alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not under the hat. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's anyway. So the jury's still out on whether or not I should have uh, dyed hair. But do me a favor and uh, make fun of me because I, you know. Well, let never... uh, let us know. I guess uh, let us know on the Patreon site if you if you like Bobo's yeah. blonde hair. Yeah, uh, blonde Bobo and the substantial poops, or yeah. if you, oh, oh, there you go, you're onto something, blonde Bobo, uh, blonde bo- Bobo and the roots. Yeah, no, yeah, there you go, blonde Bobo and the dark roots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the gray roots. Yeah, the gray, the gray roots, the brown sure. and gray roots. Yeah, the brown and gray roots. <laughs> 
Uh, on that note, everybody... How about this? I got it. You ready? Yeah. Dyed blonde Bobo and the brown and gray roots. There we go. Yeah. Dyed blonde Bobo and the brown and gray roots. <laughs> it's, a, it. it's a tongue twister. We have a winner. So no matter who you voted for, you lost because we, we have a new winner. <laughs> Vote for your favorite, kids. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. This is our Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. podcast. We, yeah. Uh, we, this is all my fault, everybody. I'm up in Canada. My schedule's crazy, so I haven't been able to, to, to record one. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Robbie's yeah. going to get this out too sweet. Too and, sweet. Uh, and then we'll see you guys later. Robbie, uh, have a great Abiento. rest of your day. Yes, and you as well. And uh, enjoy your weekend off. And tell the gang tonight I said hello. And you tell the gang tonight I say hello. I will. All right. Later. Everybody write in and let us know who you think we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What gang would you do you think I'm gonna say hello to tonight? <laughs> uh by the way, West Side Story. You excited about that? Uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It, first of all, I'm a i I'm a Spielberg fan. You know, yeah. Out of, yeah. tried and true. And and, and you're a you're a jet all the way. I'm a jet your, all the way. Your well, first when you're cigarette, a jet, you're a jet. You know what I mean? It's from just... your first cigarette to your last dying day. Yeah. Uh, on that note, goodbye everybody. Bye. It's a king's Bye.